was life-changing. It was a connection of so many dots. It was so expansive. It was so intense. It was like a, a massive up-level that I needed. Clarity of mind and absolute peace I found at times with no one trying to reach me and nothing I had to do. I truly felt freedom to just be absolute blissful joy I've experienced smiling in my tombow and my hammock singing to the birds and trees writing to God I've known pure bliss on many occasions during this time what a potent gift hello beautiful humans welcome back to light legacy with me Rohini Elise I am so happy that you're here that you took this time to be with me, <laughs> that we can be together in this space <laughs> among the ethers, wherever you are right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This episode, let me get right into it. This episode is my ayahuasca experience. Sitting in the jungle of Peru with Grandmother Ayahuasca, a powerful plant medicine ally that taught me so much and continues to teach me so much. There's so much to say about this. This may be a two-part episode. We'll see. But I I feel finally that it's time to share this and um, something so sacred is hard to sum up in words sometimes. And I didn't feel called to share it yet. I kind of wanted it to ruminate and... um, integrate into myself my being more and now let's see I sat in December and it's almost June so it's been like six months almost and I feel ready now to share and to go back into this experience to offer it and it's very potent um the energy maybe when you're tuning into this feels a little more heavy than normal if you've heard me before um because there's a lot here and to record this I've kind of brought myself back into the energy of the experience energy of ayahuasca so I have my I'm wearing my Shipibo necklace that I got there Um, the Shipibo is the tribe that I sat with um, in Peru they are keepers of the ayahuasca medicine the lineage they are one of the main lineages that keeps and holds and passes down the sacred medicine of ayahuasca. Um, So I'm wearing their necklace. I sang a couple Icaros that I learned um, to call in the spirit of ayahuasca. I'm reading my journal that I kept detailed (laughs) uh, track of my experience. And wow, there's a lot to share. (laughs) There's a lot to share. And I'm I am honored to share it with you. So thank you. To start off, I want to share my intention with um, this episode, with this offering, this experience. Um, I want to be very intentional with this because there is so much out there about plant medicine and there are so many opportunities popping up more and more to sit with ayahuasca uh, and not all of them, I believe, are in integrity. Um, as things rise and become more popular, it's it's hard um, to 
uphold the integrity and keep it going. So I do not want to add to the noise of um, this sacred plant. (laughs) I hope to honor her and to um, simply offer this experience as just like you're reading a book um, about something. It doesn't mean I'm not inviting you to sit with ayahuasca. I'm not convincing you one way or another about this. I am sharing my own experience and trusting that it will land for you in whatever perfect way that it's meant to. So this is not like you need to sit with ayahuasca. It's going to change your life. No, 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 not at all. Um, I believe that not everyone uh, needs to, um, sit with plant medicine, of course, does not call to everyone, nor should it. And if you have been thinking about sitting with grandmother, you know, you will know when it is time. And I really urge you to sit with that feeling a while before you jump into going and actually committing. So, you know, let it sit, meditate on ayahuasca, learn about ayahuasca, talk to her in your meditations, like really work with her spirit and sit with her um, and then make your decision about um, going to physically be with her. (laughs) And also to begin this episode, it is paramount that you, if you do choose to go, you sit with someone with a group that holds the integrity and the sacredness of the plant at the utmost, with the utmost reverence. I went to the Niue Raushobo um, Center in Pucallpa, near Pucallpa, Peru. It's a Shipibo Center, which I explained earlier is one of the lineages that holds ayahuasca. Um, there's also the Huni Queen. They are a tribe from Brazil. They hold the medicine very sacred and have been for generations and generations and generations. There are uh, a few centers. So Niue Raushabo is where I went and I definitely recommend them. And I'll speak more about my experience with them later. Uh, also Soltara Healing Center in Costa Rica. They are um, they have Shipibo Maestras and Maestros, I think actually just Maestros, not quite sure, um, at their center. And I know the co-founder and um, I know the reverence that they hold the medicine. So I absolutely recommend Soltara. And honestly, going to Soltara for your first time would be a more easeful introduction to ayahuasca than what I did. So wanted to put that out there. And again, this is an experience that I'm sharing. So let it just like percolate, ruminate, absorb it in whatever way feels good. And of course, leave what doesn't and know that you are always, um, trust your guidance, you know, trust your knowing you are always pointing yourself on the right path. So yes, um, blue is sitting on my lap now covering my journal. Wow. Where to even begin with this? My goodness. Hmm. So I guess to start, I'll go into why I felt called to sit with ayahuasca. Um, My brother Druva, which if you listen to my old podcast, Acting My Age, there's an episode up with him sharing his experience with ayahuasca, some of his experience. Um, He has been sitting with ayahuasca for maybe like four years, five years now. And so I've heard of his experience. I've heard his stories and 
ayahuasca had been in my awareness for a while. And when he first shared, I was like, hell no, no way. That's not for me. Like, I don't feel like I want to do that. I don't want to rock the boat. That's too much. No, no, no. Fast forward like four years. I um, was, you know, in the midst and still am (laughs) of my awakening. And I had been feeling her call very strongly. And specifically, I wanted to go (laughs) and do it like bare bones, you know, like very traditional, very um, difficult because I definitely have a bit of a, I don't want to say masochistic side, but I like to do hard things because I feel that there's a lot to prove to myself. It's like my soul um, needs to prove it to my human body or vice versa. I'm not really sure, but there's, this is an ongoing theme that is still very present. It's like, I like to do hard things so that I can build up my confidence within myself and my capabilities um, and prepare me for a mission that feels very, very big and is very big. So I chose to go to Niwe Raushabo, which my brother had been to as well. That's how I heard of it. Um, and I was very attracted to the fact that the container is held by a maestra, by a woman, Maestra Inez, um, who is, I think, like 80 years old, um, been holding, keeping the mess in her entire life. And the center is run, operated, lived in by her and her family. So it's all a family operation, which I also found to be very cool. Um, and I wanted the bare bones experience. I didn't want AC and comfy beds and, um, a pool, which there are many centers that offer these beautiful options. And (laughs) in hindsight, I'm like, damn, next time I sit with ayahuasca, it's going to be more of a comfortable experience for sure. But there was something in me that was like, no, no, do the, do the hard version first. So harder, because I mean, again, this is all, this is my individual experience. So hard is relative, you know, you can have a very uh, difficult, challenging experience in a place that has AC and pools and all that. Not to say that at all, but for me, I was like, okay, bare bones. So um, I signed up for a two week master plant dieta which typically is not recommended for your first time sitting with ayahuasca. Um, But I felt confident in my practices and in my um, relationship with self that I could go and do that. Um, And so it looked like in the Peruvian jungle, um, I was in silence, isolation, and fasting for two weeks. Um, So I was in my own tambo, which is like a little jungle hut, with screens on the windows and a fishnet, or not a fishnet, fly net, mosquito net (laughs) over the bed, a little single bed, like a desk and a hammock. And oh man, (laughs) yeah, so much to share. So the silence and the isolation really spoke to me. I wanted to know what it felt like to not communicate with anyone else and just be solely in my own energy for an extended period of time. And that ended up being one of the most powerful pieces for me, um, which I'll share more later. But a master plant dieta, hopefully I can do this justice. Feel free to please research more if you're interested. But there are many, many master plants that the earth 
gifts us. <laughs> Master plants are plant teachers that have a lot to teach us humans. Um, and there's a big list of them, a few that maybe you've heard of or a few that are more common. Bobinsana, if you've ever heard the song Sirenita Bobinsana, I sing it a lot. It's one of my favorite medicine songs. Bobinsana is a master plant. Um, Bobinsana, beautiful pink plant, helps teach self-love self-forgiveness um, it's a very feminine plant these plants have different essences masculine or feminine chihuahuaco is a masculine um, master plant um, i'm forgetting a lot of them there are so many but i sat with marusa um, marusita she is a beautiful small green it's actually a white flower that has green um, leaves that look like blades and it is a plant. She is a plant that helps cut away um, self-doubt and all like noise kind of that's keeping you from loving yourself and loving others and loving existence and how this worked. I guess I'll just go into this is that I sat uh, with the maestra and maestro who led the container and the translators, the facilitators, and I shared what I was hoping to receive from this dieta. Um, and dieta is diet, means diet. And it means basically that you are um, limiting your consumption of so many things so that you can consume with a lot of focus and intention this plant and like really absorb it and have enough space within your awareness to like listen because it's subtle it's very subtle you know the plant um, is a plant and there is a lot for them to teach us but we have to be still and clear enough to actually hear what they're sharing so um I shared with the maestro and maestro what I was hoping to receive um that I had a lot of self-doubt and I wanted to boost my confidence with my abilities and my main thing was like I want to sing I want to find my voice um and as soon as I said I want to find my voice um they were like ah Marusa 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 brings great songs is what they said so that was that and I dieted with her for the two weeks which looked like waking up with the sunrise um, and the first thing I did was sitting down in meditation and having a cup of marusa which was like blended into a juice um, so that's what the master plant dieta kind of looked like and I'll share more I guess as I go on about what that um, everything that that brought up for me but just a little overview so you kind of understand the lingo I guess um, before we get into it I felt so excited and ready for this. Um, as I was pulling up to the property, I um, was joined with one of my dear sisters, one of my best friends, Kat. She came with me and she's Peruvian, so it was very special for her in so many ways, um, but she had never been to sit with ayahuasca in Peru, so it was a very powerful thing for her. But she was there with me so that was really lovely having that sense of like familiarity and kind of a like comrade <laughs> in this experience um so we pull up um long travel day we meet at this hotel and then make our way to the center and pulling up into this center it's like 
dirt, muddy, muddy ground, beautiful trees kind of scattered around. Um, and then we pull up to the Maloka, which is a round building. It's kind of like a really big yurt, um, with the spiral ceiling usually. Um, and that's where the ceremonies are is in the Maloka. And we pull up to this Maloka and there's the entire family there waiting to greet us in their traditional Shipibo clothing, which is so beautiful, so vibrant, so many colors, beautiful necklaces and jewelry. And oh my God, the feeling in my body was like, holy fuck, just looking at them. It got so real so fast. And we walked into the Maloka going through this greeting line and we like shook hands and greeted each person and the family that was there. And there was probably like at least 12 of them there to greet us and so powerful like so much love in their eyes such a welcoming spirit and then the last person that we greeted was Maestra Ines and wow making eye contact with her my whole body got shivers like she just looking in her eyes and her looking in my eyes was like she no words so powerful so so powerful she has seen and experienced and felt and been a guide for so much I mean she's in her 80s and she's been doing this her entire life and the maestro and maestro sit with ayahuasca every time that the that we do so every time they facilitate a ceremony they are also sitting with ayahuasca so they have sat hundreds and hundreds of times, um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, I'm sure. So just so much reverence seeing her. And I kind of just want to go through my journal and read because there's a lot here. And it's so fun to like reflect back on this um, with you guys, like in real time. So let's see. I wrote this before my first ceremony. And... We started, so we had like a welcome dinner and then we um, assumed the silence the next day. So like no talking to anyone, no eye contact, like really keeping your energy to yourself, um, staying by yourself in your tombow or walking around the property by yourself, like very inward and fasting. Um, we had lunch, so we weren't like totally fasted, but we had lunch and there's no spices or anything because in the dieta you cut out everything that is excess so you're like very clean and clear and open to listen to the subtleties of the plant you're dining with so our lunch was like lentils and cauliflower and potatoes no seasoning no salt no pepper no oil very bland but by the end of it my god it tasted incredible I could taste the textures and flavors of everything in such a powerful way but going into the silence and isolation, like I was so happy to do that. It felt like such a great opportunity for deep, deep rest. Oh my God, like that calls to me. I would love to do silence and isolation again um, soon. Like being able to be in a situation and experience where like there's no phone, phone doesn't work. You're not talking to anyone. You're not like consuming any media we're allowed to read books but they were like try not to read that much um we could listen to music but again like try not to just really be in your own experience be with your thoughts be with your spirit be with nature be with god i loved it <laughs> i loved it so much the silence and the isolation was one of the biggest 
parts of magic for me um, because I got so still and so peaceful and I experienced so much bliss. Um, So this poem I wrote, I think maybe on like the first or second day before before we had the first ayahuasca ceremony, but I just wanted to read a bit of it because you can kind of feel into how the space that I was in, like so much reverence for, for God and the divine. Um, must we breathe one more breath without caving to our knees in gratitude? Must we go on blind? Our most challenging friendship lies in the winds of time. Blink and you might miss it, she blusters. The good old days are here now, she soothes. Remember why you're here and be still with me, she invites with a salty breeze. I am with you until your body dissolves and even then, she giggles as only she can. Respect me by living, really, truly living. Honor me by loving, really, truly loving. Know me by bowing to the heavens and surrendering to the magic of truth. You are divine. Kissing your cheeks in an afternoon breeze, she invites you to dance. Will you accept? (laughs) (sighs) Then the next note is, if every human knew that each rainbow was just for them, would we ever fight again? (laughs) Knowing God in the form of a rainbow, seeing the rainbow as a reflection of you. You equals God. Rainbow equals God, too. (laughs) Oh, I love these notes. I'm so happy I have them. I felt so just aware. I've never felt more present in my life. And still, it's the most present I've ever been to God and the magic and divinity that was all around and is all around. But I had so much space to be in it and see it and feel it deeply um yeah i'll read or kind of share a few excerpts from my first ceremony experience so we sat with ayahuasca five times um which is quite a lot usually the typical structure i would say from what i've seen and heard in ceremony is like it's more back to back it's usually three ceremonies back to back or sometimes two ceremonies back to back like friday night ceremony saturday night ceremony sunday night ceremony um but ours was different because it was a two-week period We had like two days and then our first ayahuasca ceremony and then two days of rest in between and then our second and then three days, I think, and then the third and then three days, fourth and then two days, fifth, I believe. Um, So we had time in between, which I really enjoyed. I was grateful for because it was a lot to integrate. Um, So for my first ceremony, of course, I was very nervous not knowing what to expect. I've heard so many different stories about ayahuasca because it's so different for everyone. Completely different. Like truly, no matter what you think really you will experience going in, it's often just, you just really don't know. That's the beautiful and also terrifying part. You really don't know what's going to happen because ayahuasca gives you what you need, not what you want. Um, so my intention for the first ceremony was... It was to meet her. That was my intention was to introduce myself to her and to meet her and kind of ease into our relationship. And I asked for it to be gentle, like in my prayer before. I was like, please be gentle. Please be gentle. And she was. She was gentle in some ways. (laughs) She like I didn't throw up. I didn't shit myself. (laughs) Um, I didn't have any like extreme experiences. Um, I was very much still kind of with it. 
like present with my body, my mind, and I didn't drink that much either. So we we had the option like we could choose how much we wanted to drink. Um, so I didn't drink that much, and also I'm very sensitive. So you know, I I wanted to see what it would be like with lower amounts. What was really interesting and what was very very challenging for me was being in a ceremony space like that with so many other people, and there really weren't that many people. A lot of ceremonies have like 30 people, a lot of people in it, but ours had, I think, maybe like 12. So it was pretty small. It was intimate. And still, like, I learned so much about just energetic boundaries and like staying in my own experience because the first night I was really having trouble or just struggling with feeling everyone else and like feeling that more than myself. So, Something to note too is um, most of the people that go to the center, especially for master plant dieta, are healing from like deep, deep trauma or um, physical illness, uh, autoimmune disease, lots of things because the master plant dieta is a very powerful opportunity for healing your body and like a total body reset. So the container and it was just like deep, 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 deep work, um, deep healing, deep shadow work, intense, very intense energetically. And I was getting very distracted by everyone and like hearing someone screaming and crying and wailing and making all kinds of wild noises that I'd never heard before. Like I was very distracted by that. So it was kind of like an unsettling experience for me the first time in some ways. And I was, um, like time went by very, 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 very slow, which was difficult. And the maestra and maestro sing Icaros, which are the like holy songs, the channeled songs that come through from ayahuasca through them. And they work with ayahuasca. Like it is a wild, wild sensation when they start singing to you. It's like a custom tailored song that is just for you and your DNA and your life story. And awakens ayahuasca within you like you can for me every single time I wouldn't have any visuals until they started singing and then all the visuals would come on and I could feel her start to work within me so it's powerful medicine um and they go around and sing individually to each person so there's maybe 12 of us and then they each sing so it's 24 egotos basically going for like five hours straight so well, it felt like five hours. I really don't know how long it was. Long, long time. Hours and hours. So it's like the first night was just, oh my God, this is so much energy. Like, holy shit. It was very overwhelming in some ways and also was a great opportunity to like, okay, breath. Breath is your best friend. Like repeating affirmations. You are safe. You are loved. Um, and just coming back to my own experience, coming back to my own experience. And yeah, it was a beautiful first night in terms it was gentle physically and also was preparing me for the rest of the experience um one thing that I wanted to share from my journal that I thought was pretty interesting I'll just read from here the moment that stuck out the most was when I touched my throat it was really hurting going into ceremony all of a sudden like it had been the last month on and off I asked what is this and touched my throat in the part that hurt and was flashed with a strong visual of a woman's a woman's face grabbing her own neck and screaming and wailing silently it was all in blue 
I immediately knew it was knew it to be not using my voice and speaking my truth. A woman stifled into silent rage. There was a point when I had to go pee but felt too nervous to disrupt the group to get up, and so I decided to just hold it. Immediately, my visual field was filled with dozens of women holding their throat and screaming that same silent scream. Even in the smaller moments of not listening and honoring the body and my own needs, I am a woman stifled, especially ignoring my needs because of the possible judgment of others. So that was pretty profound. Like, I can still see that visual very clearly. It was just pure rage grabbing the throat like ah, but there was no noise super powerful and and I think my main journey like the thing that I've um, been working with most is unlocking and unleashing and empowering my voice and my throat and I've made a lot of progress and I can say that confidently because I used to not be able to sing like at all I wouldn't even let myself sing and now I sing in front of dozens of people like I I do sound ceremonies I sing on all my calls I got certified in holographic sound healing like singing is a part of my practice and I offer that as part of my my gift my offering so that alone is just wild to think about um and Marusa and this ayahuasca journey was very a key part in unlocking and unleashing and finding my voice um and that also goes with speaking my needs speaking my truth So this is a note from the next day that I think is really beautiful. I'm finding it amusing that a human can survive physically on so little, yet wants and takes pleasure in so much. Our bodies respond to what our eyes register and our hands can grasp. It is the mind that brings in the tortures of a crispy apple after fasting and mushy green lentils. I'm grateful to reset my tank. I do not need, I desire. Pleasure in all forms is a luxury not to be wasted or overlooked. I hope to savor my next apple and every apple onward with the holiness it deserves. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you, Rohini, from the past. That's such a great reminder to read that. Yeah. I am so um, grateful for the practice of minimalism. Like, truly, because I gained so much gratitude and perspective for how much I have (laughs) and how much excess there is that is not needed it's 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 desire it's like I want this because it's beautiful or fun or cool or this looks great in my house but like what do I need what do I really need (laughs) I need water I need food I need sun and air and I need God (laughs) and my body and that's and I need love, (laughs) and that's it. Anything besides that is a beautiful, bountiful, extra blessing that I hope to savor. This is a next poem that I wrote that I'd love to share um, called The Story of Humans. I should share this on Instagram too. I kind of forgot about it, but it really resonates now that I'm reading it again. We are most beautiful when we are primal. This knowing rushed over me while I lovingly gazed at the mapacho smoke dancing off into the palm trees. Off it danced, uninhibited by any conditions of the non-natural world. Therein lies the crux. I have lived my years in natural form in an unnatural state. Perhaps that's why the deep crevices of me call the mirror a liar. There are no mirrors in the jungle, and yet I feel more beautiful here than I have in some time. By order of the maestra, my hair is unwashed, my armpits untreated, and my natural scent uninhibited. 
but yet there is a shiny part of me emerging, a glimmering truth of beauty made possible without reflection, rising up from somewhere sacred within my knowing bones and joyous, oh, within my knowing bones, a joyous welcoming home. The universe smiles upon me and I smile back. The melodies I sing dance atop foreign, viney, magnificent landscapes whom, whom I call my neighbors for a time. I harmonize with vibrant birds whose coloring is a foolproof declaration of God. As I sing with these miracles, I come to see our universal relatedness, the light that is, completely unextinguishable, a guttural cry of truth from somewhere so deep, sacred, and potent that we have been trying and failing to explain it for as long as humans have been. These vowels, these hands, these eyes can never pay proper tribute. It's impossible. And that's the point. Until I die, I will keep trying. And on my last breath, I will finally know the unwritten holy story I long to write. For some context for that, um, part of the dieta was that we could not use anything on our skin or our body. So I didn't wash my hair for two weeks. I didn't use soap for two weeks. I didn't use deodorant. Used like minimal amount of toothpaste. Really all natural. And it was a beautiful experience. Because my sweat just started smelling like Marusa, which smelled super sweet by like the third or fourth day. So that was really wild, not washing my hair, just being with my 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 scent, my natural scent and my greasy hair. And I loved it. I fucking loved it. <laughs> it was really beautiful. So now moving on to, let me take a deep breath. <sighs> Moving on to the second ayahuasca ceremony. Mm, one of the most intense ones for sure. Uh, and I called that in, you know, like intention for ceremony is very powerful. And my intention for the second ceremony is to witness, I'm reading this, witness and let go of all that is no longer serving me in gratitude, in love. All that is keeping me small, I release. All that is keeping me from seeing myself, I release. All that keeps me from truly loving myself, I release. Yeah, a lot of that. So it was releasing, 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 which I knew would be very intense. Maybe I'll just read this journal entry. Wow, grandmother gave me everything I asked for and more. I'm so, so, so profoundly grateful. I asked to release what was no longer serving me and keeping me small and not living my purpose and not loving myself truly. The ceremony started with a sense of peace. I didn't have the first time, um, I didn't have the first time, oh, sorry, can't read this. The ceremony started with a sense of peace I didn't have the first time, not anxious to try the medicine. I was complete in the present moment. I also knew I was going to throw up and wanted to. I relaxed into my body and felt the medicine come online, such a heavy feeling. I battled many silly thoughts of, it's not going, I'm doing it wrong, it's taking too long. I curled up and started to ask questions of why. Why did I feel this heaviness on me? What did I do to, re what do I need to do to release? Aya slowly began to show me myself in past lives being killed over and over again. The beautiful part, though, was that she would stop until I asked more or I want to see. She didn't flood me. It was graceful, one by one. I saw so many women that I understood as me, sacrificed, tortured, killed, drowned, strangled, beaten, etc., etc., etc. I saw myself in Atlantis in many lifetimes, too. 
I saw a woman tossed into a volcano pregnant. I saw a woman, recent-ish, it felt like, drowned in a lake by her husband. I saw so many throats grabbed and slit, so much pain my soul has been inflicted with. As these visions grew, I felt myself getting closer to purging. I sat up and everything grew way more intense, wild visuals I can't explain, really. And then I felt what was wanting to purge from my stomach as a snake, wanting to call out and be released. So this, I'll go back to the journal entry, but this part is truly unexplainable. Like, there is no other way to feel this, I don't think, than sitting with ayahuasca. Like, the sensations of her in in, in the body is absolutely wild. It's nothing like I've ever experienced. I physically felt a snake in my stomach. Like, I had my hands on my stomach and I could feel a snake. <laughs> and I could feel it coiling and, like, getting bigger and, ri- and writhing and, like, winding up and up my body and moving around as like the visuals got more intense and um yeah so I'll go back to the journal it hit me that this was a fear snake ultimately a fear of dying what else is there really that we humans fear I began to purge so once I connected that the thought it's like and this remained true for the rest of the ceremonies I didn't purge until I connected like to the core of the thought of what I was needing to release so there was all these visuals and things but until I connected oh I'm afraid of dying I'm actually fucking terrified of dying that's when I purged it wasn't before until I connected the like oh aha the aha moment I began to purge it was so fucking intense it hurt I saw the snake within I saw a wild looking metal claw thing reach into my stomach and pull it out oh my god this is the craziest shit ever so I was feeling in my stomach and I was sitting up like very like, oh, like so uncomfortable and full nausea, just so uncomfortable in the body. And then I saw this like, yeah, metal claw, um, like triangle claw reach into my throat and I like had my head back and opened my mouth and I felt it reach down my throat, reach down my body and then grab the snake and pull it out. (laughs) and that's when I purged and I purged so much um so back to the journal I remember thinking I release I release I release in a time of in a tone of pleading whoosh all at once it was gone I purged maybe three times a lot of liquid one was the snake it came from somewhere below somewhere deep and sacred and knowing beneath under within the belly almost it was a lot of liquid once I purged I was immediately struck with gratitude I felt light as a feather I smiled, I giggled, I prayed. How lucky am I to be emancipated in this life, to be free, truly free, shedding fear of being killed and dying, fear itself. Judgment is only fear, and I swore then to remove judgment, to serve truly in love without fear. I felt so good. The joyous light feeling lasted the rest of the ceremony. How beautiful it was. The other big thing of note is that ayahuasca showed me what course I should start with. (laughs) Um... So I'm not going to share more about that because that is the course that I'm creating. But she really showed me so many key pieces to that. Like it was like I was having a mastermind with ayahuasca and we were just brainstorming the whole thing. It was so, so cool. The other profound piece I was shown was the ancient one, a figure at a table dressed in all black with a black veil over her face. Benny Gesserit-esque. If you guys have seen Dune, it's kind of, it looked like that. She is me. She wants to be awakened. Awaken the ancient one I heard over and over and over. I felt her immensity, her magic, her power. It's me. 
I saw myself pulling up a blue robe with a hood over my head. It was powerful, an awakening, a remembering, a call to arms. I will awaken her every day. So, yeah, that was my second ceremony. Super intense, super, super intense. But the feeling of immediate, full body, full present gratitude the second I purged was, it's like, could not have been more of a seesaw type of experience, like deep in the depths of the darkest shadows from the crevices and caves of my being to then like pure, unadulterated light oneness with God, oneness with everything. It was so amazing. And the rest of the ceremony, like three more hours was just bliss, 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 bliss. Yeah. And I remember that night realizing, cause there was someone that was kind of triggering me in the ceremony, um, because his expression was so, so, so loud. Um, and he would start purging like very violently the second that they started singing. And for pretty much everyone else it took like a while to start purging but he was like the second that they started singing he was like like screaming and and puking really violently and it was very jarring for me and I remember being like oh shush 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 like why are you so loud like lots of judgments and then that ceremony I realized like oh my god no he is the most honest one out of all of us there's no ego in his way of like just releasing what's not serving him he is just honest and I had so much respect for him after that and like the rest of the ceremonies I just he like cheered me on in a way how he purged so violently and so openly I was like yes like wow look at him like is inspiring so that was cool that was a cool moment so this next journal entry I think is pretty interesting um this is from the next day I'm very tired from last night but my mind won't turn off to let me rest I was shocked at how many frustrations and negative thoughts came up at lunchtime. Seeing Eva's avocado, because the facilitators were allowed to have whatever food they wanted, which was very challenging. Um, Seeing Eva's avocado sent me into a whole spiral of frustration, wishing things weren't how they were, wishing I could have three yummy meals a day, or an apple or pineapple, some fruit. The most challenging part of this for me has been the food, or lack thereof. I miss good food so badly. I think about it a lot, which is really was the hardest part. Like I thought about food so much. Food is such my love language. And it it was the thing that like tortured me. It wasn't not being able to speak to anyone. It wasn't being alone. It was not having an apple. Like it really sent me into the depths of my shadow, which is so interesting. Let's see the next part. It's funny how one minute it feels like pure bliss. I'm drawing and humming and couldn't imagine being anywhere else. A few hours later, I'm counting down the days and fantasizing about avocado toast and a honey crisp apple. I know I will get through it, of course. There's no other option. But how can I find the joy and presence even when it's hard as hell? Expressing myself definitely helps. Writing, drawing, singing, dancing. I plan to dance every night. We don't have ceremony. So far, the days we don't have ceremony are much harder. Less activities and things to take up the time. I'm enjoying the silence, though. I don't miss speaking or talking or sharing my thoughts. I don't crave that. Yeah, so that was that. There's a lot of journal entries. And I hit a, I wonder if I journaled about it. I hit a uh, really big breakthrough. Um, I think it was either, I think it was the following day after that journal entry. I woke up just like, no, I'm not going to be in this fighting myself this resistance anymore because I was I was like imagining all the places I could be and all the food I could eat and wishing I was somewhere else not present to all the magic that was going around and so the next day I woke up 
sat with Marusa, drank, drank the plant, and then was like, no, I am going to be in gratitude and appreciate this beautiful experience. And I pulled some oracle cards and they were exactly what I needed to hear in the most profound way. And I just started weeping when I read them. Like it was, I think the gist of it was like, there's nowhere else you can be. You were meant to be right here. Your soul, your higher self signed you up for this. And this is where you need to be. You are needed. It was just kind of like a call to arms. Like you are a spiritual warrior. This is training. Like it was so specific. And I, I wrote it out and I like hung it on my wall. And it really was a like a lighthouse for me through the experience. It was so powerful. So after that, I was like really in bliss the rest of the time. Like the first four days maybe were kind of challenging. And then the rest was like bliss so much presence really enjoying every moment which was really really amazing so this is another poem and you can feel I think just the the truths the universal truths are just kind of sinking in um my handwriting is even different on this page it's like so much smaller and like more gentle also it's pretty weak I mean it's so so hot <laughs> so so hot and we were not drinking much water um we were supposed to dry fast for part of the day as well so I was very weak but it was beautiful <laughs> um there wasn't much to do except lie around and meditate and write and all that but so this poem is called to find to find what is true beyond all measure what remains when the lights go out and the coffin is closed what begins in the black womb and blossoms into a miracle we can hold in our own two hands what remains when the internal oceans have dried and the landscapes of hope the landscape of hope is barren. When thoughts without light crawl on their crooked hands to make a home in places they aren't welcome. When shadows are bedmates and lovers don't stay, what remains? Beneath the rubble of good intentions gone sour and bitterness turned to plague. When frowns are a traded commodity and true love is saved for fairy tales, what remains? Life, blessed life, and the promise of death soon after. A cycle so complete it has yet to change. An infinite loop singing one melodious note. Life, life, life. It stubbornly prevails against all odds, almost as if it was destined. A newborn scream and a dying breath, the heavenly harmony dating back to the beginning of it all. Simplicity at its finest. Life is and always will be. <laughs> mm, wow. I'm so happy I wrote all this down to reflect back on. I love, like higher self me and past me is giving beautiful medicine for current me um it's a good reminder to write more stuff down so my intention for the third ayahuasca ceremony was may i find my voice and the courage to use it so this was cool because of course coincidentally not synchronistically um they opened it up for us to have the invitation to sing after the ceremony if we wanted to so on the night that i my intention was may i find my voice the container opened up for singing to be an option um so that was really cool and let's see i'll just read this what an interesting ceremony I felt so good and in flow all day, probably the smoothest, most peaceful day I've had here. Once I got into the Maloka, all of the resistance and negative talk came up. My body felt weak and hungry. The neighbors were blasting. Oh my God. Yes. The neighbors were blasting reggaeton super loudly. I forgot about that. So that was so, that was such a, a challenge and another layer to the ceremony because music is 
everything in ayahuasca. Like you are so sensitive to it. And just any plant medicine, like the music is key. The vibration, the frequency of the music is fucking, it's everything. Um, we are so sensitive to frequencies in that space. And the neighboring property, it was like, I don't know, Friday night, maybe Saturday night. They were partying up a storm to like 4 a.m. And our ceremony goes all night. So like we were up with them and they were just reggaeton like, uh, 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 bass and screaming and hollering and loud music pretty close by. And it was such a challenge and like opportunity to focus back in on the ceremony and not get lost in the reggaeton because it was a very different energy. (laughs) So the neighbors were blasting reggaeton super loudly. There were dogs barking. It felt super chaotic and I felt too tired to battle. I began to beg ayahuasca for a gentle ceremony, nearly crying as I did. I drank my cup and surprisingly felt much better once the medicine started flowing. I started grooving along to the reggaeton and they happened to play a song I liked right as I drifted off into medicine land. Oh yeah, it was that Portuguese song. I can't I don't know Portuguese but that song if you know it and they started to play that right when the medicine really came online and I remember I was like bopping my head and dancing and smiling so that was really cool um I was having a steady conversation with Aya truly like a granddaughter and the most loving grandmother I feel weak Aya and she said lay down baby do you want to grab your sweater the whole ceremony was gentle, just as I asked and begged. Thank you, grandmother. I didn't have any wild visuals, but I did play through a highlight reel of Sage and I's fondest memories. I saw his face in pure love for me. I started crying hard. I apologized over and over and over. When I thought, I'm sorry I didn't use my voice sooner, I purged. My intention tonight was to find my voice. I knew I couldn't have done it any other way, but I still felt sorry for the pain I caused. Such a good man. The purging was tough. I was heaving and thinking, please help me, please help me, please help me. And whoosh, release. The rest of the ceremony was very relaxed. I laid down and thought about a lot of things. And the most beautiful part, at the end, I sang for everyone. I was so nervous. It felt truly like my heart was going to explode out of my chest with nerves. Singing for the maestro and maestra was such an honor. But I imagined myself singing to the hearts of everyone in the room and asked Ayahuasca for support, and I sang. (laughs) I sang a medicine song that I learned, and I wrote this down, which I'll sing for you guys really quick. It's such a sweet medicine song. Ayahuasca medico Oh, it makes me so happy to sing it. So that's the song I sang. Um, It came out clear and potent. I could feel the strong vibrations from my voice like I can in mushroom ceremonies. I sang my melody as well. I don't know what that means, my melody. It felt so good. I'm so grateful. It felt good to trust this holy thing inside me that wants to be expressed. If I can sing in front of the maestro, I can sing for anyone. I never lose that courage and clarity in my voice. My medicine, my intention was absolutely met. Thank you, truly, Ayahuasca, for honoring my wishes. I love you. Oh, so sweet. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's such a wild relationship. Like she really, I had a dialogue with her and I could feel her presence as the most loving grandmother. Like it's so, it's so beautiful. It's yeah. Hard to describe. Okay. Another poem. First there was the word and the word was God. Holy bent lines attempting their damnedest to capture something as sharp and brilliant as life. When ink danced atop paper for the first time, the heavens sighed in relief. Now they will know. Scenes of poetic truth once trapped in time now live on for as long as humans do. These pieces of existence they will trade with are marvelous, the goddesses mused. Let us bless them. Make crystalline waters shimmer in the sun. Make a newborn baby coo in admiration. Make them ravish, devour. Make it scrumptious, titillating, beguiling even. The goddess danced from above, giggling as they gifted we bony creatures with the breath to know life just a little bit better. A writer sits in tranquility. No sounds interrupt her devotion aside from the gentle chirp of a, fret of a finch nearby. As her tea hits the just right temperature, her mind awakens to the possibility that right now, for an intimate moment, she will write something good, beautiful, even. Bringing to life on paper what never existed before, the creation, the creatrix of all, she wields her pen with the care of one who knows, creating life from scratch, as only God can. <laughs> mm. For the ayahuasca ceremony. Whoa. This was the hardest one by far. Holy guacamole. <laughs> and that is because my intention was massive. My intention was, may I know God and all that I am. So that is a big ask. And that's a big concept. And yep, it was intense. I'm just going to read it. My goodness, what an intense ceremony. <laughs> this one was the hardest one for me by far. My intention, may I know God and all that I am, was a big one. A lofty one, perhaps. <laughs> I was in so much discomfort, pain, and nausea the entire ceremony. I didn't purge until after it closed when Tuva started singing. So that was like seven hours maybe of just agony and not purging. <laughs> I felt like I weighed a million pounds. Even lifting my legs was exhausting and near impossible. At the beginning when the medicine was settling in, I was visited by the Pleiadians and my spirit guides. The Pleiadians were very cheerful and excited for me. The guides had more of a serious tone and reminded me that they were here to help and support me. I remember both of them saying, this is big, this is big. A few interesting things happened in my body, what I'm now perceiving as upgrades and codes. My eyes went through some type of transformation. Oh, so this is key. Part of my intention was, may my eyes see God in all beings. So that was a big key part. My eyes went through some type of transformation. They were in a lot of pain, and then I started blinking rapidly and twitching and rolling my eyes back in my head and all sorts of wild things. I didn't have free will really then. I handed it over to the divine in the medicine. I was seeing crazy visuals, colors, lines, shapes. I kept hearing my intention in my mind while this happened. Made my eyes see God and the light in others. It felt like they were getting the upgrade to do just that which it really was. It was like, feel, I mean, I've never been pepper sprayed, but it felt like there was just something going through my eyes and I was just blinking, blinking, blinking rapidly, like with no, just letting it move. Like it was a very interesting experience and I could feel it was like every time I blinked, it was an upgrade in my eyes and then it subsided. 
um, and ayahuasca. Um, sometimes it's called like the little doctors that f- go through your body. Like she has the power and the magic to upgrade your body and to heal your body. So it's not uncommon that she works on your physical body as well as your etheric and your spiritual body and your mental body. Um, I also had a green light jolt over my whole body like an electric shock. And then I saw clearly a massive green and blue flower of life um, going over my body. Again, it felt like an upgrade. All of it was so somatic. Like it was just, and I'm very sensitive to frequencies and energies. And I have like very somatic experiences quite often, like jolts going through my spine, tingles, shivers, shakes, warm tinglys like lots of that and this was very intense it literally felt like I was being um resuscitated with those like uh what's that called defibrillary defibrillary no 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 defibrillators shit defib defibrillators (laughs) anyway those things it felt like I got shocked by that and my whole body just like jolted up like that and I saw the green flash of light and the flower of life it's very cool um back to the journal i remember nearly crying and pleading for ayahuasca asking why it was so hard i'm a being of light why is this so dark and heavy she kept reminding me not to worry that there was a lot of intense energy going on in the room and i definitely felt felt it yeah that was a very heavy ceremony for everyone including the maestro and maestro they were purging and throwing up a lot which is was hadn't happened before um with us My stomach hurt and I wanted reprieve, but it didn't come. I was wondering what I did wrong. If I was undeserving of knowing my divinity. Yeah, this was a deep one because that's that's my story. It always is. And it's still such an active voice of like, you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. You're not doing enough to know God. You're not doing enough. Like, what are you doing wrong? That the what are you doing wrong is less. But now it's more like you're not doing enough. And that was um consistent through the ceremonies as well it's like what am I not getting what am I not doing so finally when Tuva sang who's one of the facilitators um I purged it felt so good it hurt (laughs) it hurt but it provided relief right away lots of people were singing at this point and I decided to pick myself up out of my slump by singing I sang as I went down in the river to pray, like right after I puked and my voice was scratchy and quiet and I still literally had puke in my throat. <laughs> uh, I didn't, it didn't have its usual clarity and I sounded downright sad. <laughs> I persisted. I brightened as other people continued to sing beautiful songs from their heart of hearts. I sang another one with my rattle, the grandmother's song, this time with clarity, strength, and my usual pep. It felt great. My mood lifted and lifted and my body felt better. That was so, I laugh, like looking back at that, I just giggle because I was fucking, that was such a hard ceremony. It was like (laughs) just down in the fucking dumps. (laughs) Oh my God, for so many hours. And then I finally threw up and I was like, thank fucking God. I felt better. But I just knew I'm like, Rohini, stop the pity party, man. Like get up and sing. Like, you know, this will make you feel better. So just get up and do it. So I literally like peeled myself up with all my strength from the floor and, uh, sang my song and I literally had puke still in my throat and I was so sad. I'm trying to see if I can, like, I probably won't be able to capture it, but that song, it's like, (laughs) as I went 
down in the river to pray. <laughs> it literally sounded like that. <laughs> ah, so funny. Um, yeah, such a great experience. Such a good teacher. So, okay, back to the journal. I've been asking Aya why the ceremony went this way, and I'm hearing ultimately my soul knows the truth, and it's my body that needed this upgrade to hold it. I looked up at the stars and clearly heard, you are this. Can you hold this infinite expansiveness? My body needed the upgrades to hold this ineffable knowing. It was heavy and hard, but important. Ayahuasca is reminding me not to fret. It is what is needed to be done, and my intention will be met, and that she's proud of me. Um, what a ceremony. Phew. I'm grateful for it. No question. Rohini 2.0, baby. I'm grateful. I have two days to integrate and process and read my new book. <laughs> thank you, spirit. Thank you, maestros. Thank you, guides. Thank you, grandmother ayahuasca. I am, I am, I am. So this, I didn't really even capture it in the, the journal, but it was such a body experience. Like truly my whole body felt like it was run over by a truck the entire ceremony. Like every part of me was aching and hurting. Like I was, had just done the hardest workout. And it was because I was getting body upgrades and my body has not been the same since then, then not even for a second but walking back to the, my tombow my my hut um i was still on the medicine a bit and i looked up at the stars and it was the most magical starscape i can still see it very clearly in my mind like oh, the most magical display of radiance and god and cosmos and just like oh and i just looked up at it and just jaw dropped like oh my god and just was hearing like, you are this, like, and then I just kept saying, I am, I am, I am. And hearing, I am, I am, I am like, do you see how beautiful, how massive, how expansive, how radiant, how huge this is what you were seeing, this beauty. Do you see how big this is? Your body couldn't hold it before, but now it can. And you are this. And now that you can hold what you are, you will come to know it better. Like that was the takeaway from that, which was so huge. And and it was so needed. Like my my outlook on everything has changed since then. And my body is so different. My body's so strong now. My capacity in my body is like wildly bigger. Yeah. So much bigger. I can run faster, hold my breath longer, sing louder lift heavier eat more or fast more like it's just all bigger capacity oh cute the next morning I did like a big gratitude list and I have little flowers and butterflies drawn all over it um so then this was gearing up for our last ceremony and the morning of our final ceremony we cut the dieta which is means stopping the master plant dieta we had finished dieting with it and uh to cut the dieta there's a specific ritual like it needs to be closed formally and i think this is interesting to share what do i want to remember from this time of silence fasting and no outside communication because after we cut the dieta we were allowed to talk and we were allowed to have our phones back before the last ceremony which was kind of a trip um so what i want to remember was the sharpness of my hunger and how clear and pointed it made me, how aware of my body I have been. The clarity of mind and absolute peace I found at times with no one trying to reach me and nothing I had to do. I truly felt freedom to just be. The absolute blissful joy I've experienced, smiling in my tombow and my hammock, singing to the birds and trees, writing to God, 
I have known pure bliss on many occasions during this time. What a potent gift. The key to end suffering is surrender. The key to end suffering is surrender. Complete trust in letting go. Every time the most difficult thoughts blew away in the breeze of surrender. How deeply challenging it was at times. The hunger, the nearly suffocating heat, the body weakness, the mind's gains. This was a real up level and I have done it with strength and grace. This is something to be truly proud of, Rohini. I wrote that because I don't really feel proud of like, (laughs) I have a hard time feeling proud of the things that I do because I know that there's so much more. Um, so I'll just go from one thing to the next. Like that was beautiful. I'm grateful. And next and next and next. I've always been like that. So it's like reminding yourself like, yo, this was something to be proud of. Good job. The infinite gratitude I feel when I wake up here every day. My first waking thought has been joy and beauty every single day. How deeply grateful I feel to be alive. My existence is such a gift. The confidence in my voice when I sing, I feel clear, unburdened, and deeply connected to the divine when I sing. I don't feel there's anything to hide or be scared of anymore. <laughs> the clarity and joy from dieting with Mapacho as well. I truly appreciate the medicine that this that he brings me. So Mapacho is sacred tobacco, and it's raw, pure form. Like Mapacho tobacco is also a master plant, master plant teacher, and in its pure form it is so powerful of course cigarettes are filled with so much shit chemicals and just stuff that's truly bad for you and poison but tobacco in its pure form is not bad for you at all it's a teacher and an ally and mapacho is the sacred form of that so it's cultivated in a way that's used for ceremony it's ceremonial tobacco that is dense it's thicker it's heavier it is so powerful for clearing and so I dieted with the mapacho as well so I just smoked as much mapacho as I felt called to which is what they had us do um and it was I have I have a lifetime lifelong deep reverent close connection to tobacco if I could only work with one plant medicine for the rest of my life it would be tobacco hands down hands down um, so I'm very grateful for that time with Mapacho and I still use Mapacho in ceremony. Absolutely. Then the last note was, or no, not the last, <laughs> the profound acceptance I embodied for what is not wishing to be anywhere else, but here though, sorry, the profound acceptance I embodied for what is not wishing to be anywhere else, but here thus being truly present and deeply grateful for life in a way I've never been before. The rooted true love I feel for myself, my soul, my purpose, my body, my beauty. Looking at a photo of myself for the first time, I was blown away by my beauty. I feel confident in why I'm here and what I offer the world. I know my divinity in a new special way. The appreciation and overflowing gratitude for Pachamama. I want to send her blessings all day, every day. I appreciate how she holds me so sweetly and allows me to exist. I am forever in her debt. Going slowly and gently, walking quietly, moving gracefully and serenely, being mindful with my body's actions, it has been a great practice. And being aware of how sensitive our bodies are to others' energies and actions. Yeah, my relationship with the earth completely rooted (laughs) in such a different way after that. Like I, ever since then, I pray first thing when I wake up, last thing before I go to bed. At every meal, I thank the earth. Like the earth is the basis the center of all of my prayers since this experience yeah so much great so much gratitude 
Okay, so the last ceremony, the final ayahuasca ceremony. And in the Shipibo tradition, this is called the arcana, which is like the sealing. So it basically seals everything that you've learned into your body. <laughs> and it's like the crowning ceremony kind of. So it seals in the master plant dieta, it seals in all of the lessons from ayahuasca, it seals in everything, and also is kind of like a protection to go back out into the world. So it's a big one, to say the least. And we were, when we cut our dieta that morning, we were allowed to have fruit again, and they gave us fruit. And fruit is a laxative. <laughs> so needless to say, all of us were feeling real loose, and the bathroom was frequented the entire night, which was just hilarious. So my intention for the last night, the last ceremony was allow me to be of service. Because... That's the whole point of why I went is to know myself deep, more deeply, know my purpose more deeply and to shed layers of what was preventing me from being of best service. That's why I do anything that I do. It's to be of service for the higher good. And um, I remember I was trying to think of the, how to word my intention. And I was talking with this very wise, beautiful medicine woman who was there. And she, I was saying like, maybe it's like, what do I need to do to be of service or what can I do or how can I, like, it was very like asking in it. She was like, what about just allow me to be of service? Like trusting, offering yourself and trusting that it will be perfect, whatever she shows you and gives you. And I'm like, oh dude, that's so good. I'm so grateful for that guidance. And that's, that prayer stuck with me again. Allow me to be of service. Allow me to be of service. And I ended it in full trust. Thank you. So this is a very exciting ceremony. Um, wow, grandmother, <laughs> you gave me everything and more. My intention was absolutely met. The bulk of the ceremony, I was resting, not having many visuals, just having a calm convo in my mind with ayahuasca and my psyche. I wasn't physically uncomfortable and I wasn't really feeling the medicine like I had before. I'd been begging for the ceremony to be gentle because my body was feeling so, so weak. I came up with the banana bread ceremony so silly i wanted the ceremony to be warm sweet and comforting lol i told ayahuasca i would bake her oh my god i haven't done it oh my god okay i need to make banana bread um i told ayahuasca i would bake her banana bread when i got settled she thought that was funny oh my god i'm literally putting this on my phone reminder to bake banana bread for ayahuasca i can't believe i didn't do it ah oh, thank god i'm reading this okay it's in my notes Whew. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. But yeah, this was so funny. I was like, cause I mean, even when you don't, f like I wasn't feeling the medicine as much as I had the other nights, but it's still like you were, you are in a, in a state. <laughs> so I'm just in this like really vibey, like silly, flowy, open state with ayahuasca, just like talking to her and visuals of like, I was like, oh, grandmother, I'm going to make you the best banana bread you ever had. Like, this ceremony is so sweet and yummy and warm. And I'm going to say thank you by baking you banana bread. And we're having this whole conversation. It was hilarious. Um, so back to journal. I was just kind of going along with the ceremony until the maestra came over to sing me my ikaro. I sat up for the first time in the ceremony and it felt like the medicine hit me all at once right when I sat up. I almost passed out, truly. I thought I was going to throw up everywhere, shit my pants, and die of heat stroke and pass out all at once. <laughs> it sounds dramatic, but it really felt like that. That was the most intense 
physical sensations all at once that I've ever experienced. It was just like uh, <laughs> everything, 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 all of the medicine at once. My vision closed to black and all I saw was light fractals in a circle spinning. Um, so yeah, I couldn't see. Like my eyes were open, but I couldn't see. The Ikoro moved energy through and I ended up sweating and burping a lot. Then I got freezing cold. And then I had a total hand activation like I've had a few other times. Completely, truly electric hands that were vibrating like crazy. I knew it to be an activation immediately. I became so grateful and surrendered to the intensity. It got stronger and stronger. My vision was light fractals and my hands were going crazy. I almost didn't think they were attached to me anymore. I heard my intention allow me to be of service over and over. Ah. I dropped my journal. Over and over again. Here you go, she said. Ultimately, this is your gift and this is why you're here to heal. Don't forget. Your hands are powerful. It was so profound. I was beaming and repeating, wow, 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 <laughs> over and over. That maestro giggled and said, wow, back. And then I said, wow, that was so sweet. So the Ikoro was so powerful. And I was just like, once that purge happened, what was it? A purge? No, it wasn't. It was just like an energetic, like sweating. Like I didn't throw up, I don't think. But um, I was just in such bliss and my body was like vibrating and activated and it felt amazing. And I, after I was like, wow, 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 wow. And I hadn't talked like, you know, I hadn't talked to him or said anything really any of the other times, but this was just so, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't in reality. I was just like, wow, 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 wow. And then he giggled and he was like, wow, wow, wow. And said it back. And it was such a sweet moment. We just looked at each other and kind of was like, wow. The Arcana Ikaro, they sang to us tonight to seal in all of the teachings and medicine was so, so powerful. It felt like a crowning to go forth. I thought I was done there, but I ended up purging a lot later when they sang their final Ikaro. I ate an orange and banana this afternoon and I wasn't sure if I should have. Ayahuasca confirmed I should not have. Too much too soon, she said. So I puked and shit my guts clean. <laughs> not in my pants, luckily. I went to the bathroom, which felt incredible. Truly a fresh, clean slate to go into the world with and serve. Um, wow, my child, you are prepared, mind, body, and spirit. I sang my Marusita song to everyone and it was so lovely. I'm so grateful. I can't believe I'm truly here. The end. Wow. I fucking did it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Grandmother Ayahuasca. Banana bread of love coming soon. Oh, man. I'm so sad with myself that I haven't done that yet. But that's why I'm doing this now so I can remember and make her banana bread. Um, Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening to all of that. Thank you for going on that journey such an intimate experience I feel like I just showed you like something so deep and personal because I did um so thank you for holding it with reverence it was life-changing it was a connection of so many dots it was so expansive it was so intense it was like a, a massive up level that I needed that was needed um and I don't feel called to go sit there and do that exact experience again right now. At some point I might, but I think next time, like if I, what would call to me to do that is if there was like something really, really heavy that I was going through that I really wanted to release, like something physical or just something very heavy um, that was deep and intense and 
next time I stay with ayahuasca, I, I want it to be a more feminine, like flowy container, um, like more singing, dancing, celebrating. And each tradition is different. They all have their medicine. Like Huni Queen ceremonies are much more c- celebratory. Like people are dancing and uh, a lot more live music and it's just very different. And I want to experience the different traditions as well. Um, but I'm so grateful, <laughs> especially reading all that again. It's like, wow, what an experience. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to the lineages, the Shipibo people for keeping this medicine sacred, um, for opening it up for me to be able to experience it for Mother Earth, for growing this ayahuasca vine. Like what? What? <laughs> this is just here for us to experience to know ourselves more deeply and yeah so much to share about psychedelics but powerful powerful plant medicine that I'm so grateful to have access to and um I'm so grateful to myself my higher self for guiding me there I'm so grateful to my body for going through all of that it's very intense and it was truly a gift that whole experience um I know myself much more deeply and I believe in myself I believe in myself in a way that I did not before because I know my capabilities and my capacity to dive deep and to do it with grace to do it with grace I was very su- pleasantly surprised with how I handled the whole thing like there was a few moments of struggle but it was mostly bliss and peace and ease and so much trust And that really built up. It's like, okay, Rohini, like you really believe in this thing and you really have the confidence and the clarity and not even the confidence, the humbleness to just go into it, like fully dive in with trust that you will be caught and the divine will hold you and it will be perfect, even if it's difficult. So yeah, very powerful experience. Um, Life-changing. And I don't... Ayahuasca is a whole different realm, you know? It's a whole different realm. Um, I think maybe I'll sit with her maybe once a year, if that. Like, if I feel that I need a reset or there's a beautiful opportunity that comes up. But um, it's not something I'm actively looking for right now. Because, like, that was six months ago and I'm still integrating and learning from all of it. Um, But that being said, I do have a very big ceremony coming up that is different different medicine different experience um don't feel called to share about it quite yet but I have it's another I've done maybe let's see ayahuasca and then the sweat lodge I did recently was a big big ceremony as well um combo I saw combo that was big so this one though that's coming up feels big in a different way but equally big as ayahuasca but just different. So I think that's why this came into my awareness at this time to share this podcast and reread all of this. It's like, okay, prepare, remember, like, yes, because I, I am feeling really how I view plant medicine and how I've heard a lot of powerful teachers talk about plant medicine is that it is a tool to go beyond an edge, to go beyond a, like, container that you're in so if you feel that you are like okay you know there's expansion there's something here on the other side but I'm having difficulty seeing it feeling it knowing it releasing it like plant medicine is a great way to be guided past whatever it is that um you maybe couldn't have done or wouldn't have done um 
on your own, but it's like it just opens. It's so expansive. It opens a new timeline. It opens a new way of being, of operating, and it's intense. And I believe that it is paramount. I believe it's paramount to have the practices, your spiritual practices that do not involve any psychedelics, really in your heart and in your awareness and and with you when you do decide to do psychedelics so that you have integration tools, you have tools built in. You're not just like diving off the cliff into everything, into God, into all that is all shadow, all light without a parachute. Like these tools, this breath, these affirmations, these teachings, these readings, these yoga practices, the books, the all of it, like these are parachutes. These are things that can help you navigate such a big experience. So the way that I use plant medicine in my life is when I feel that I am on the precipice of something big and I see what's on the other side, but I'm having trouble getting to it. So it's like, okay, this is, there's an edge here and I see what's on the other side and I want what's on the other side, but something in my ego or my humanness is having difficulty getting there. So like plant medicine is the ally that helps me move through that and move to the next kind of like chapter is what it feels like. And it's paramount to integrate, to take time to be on earth. We are not here to be in the ethers all the time. We wouldn't be on earth if we were meant to be in the ethers. We're here to be on earth with our feet planted into the soil. So be very cautious with your use of psychedelics and plant medicine. Make sure, this is just my invitation, my my prayer for you. Please make sure that you are bringing down what you've learned integrating and and bringing it down to earth so that it can be felt and seen and experienced you know like what what is the lasting effects of what you experienced there can be infinite nuggets of wisdom in a mushroom experience or an ayahuasca experience, but it's like, how is this still playing out in your life? How are you learning from this? How can you continue to develop this awareness and know that it is perfect and not reach for more, 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 because it is so seductive to feel that that all <laughs> and to feel that you have access to, to so much. It's seductive. But the more, 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 that's not what we're here for. We're here to be in the present. We're here to be in gratitude for what is. So just tread very lightly, my sweet ones. Um, I feel saddened. Parts of me feel saddened and like worried about how I hear some psychedelic use in the community and what I've seen um, firsthand. But I also know that that's all part of the grander plan and things have to really like expand and grow wide sometimes before they can be distilled back down to a more sacred use. But just always, 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 whatever you're doing, do it with intention, do it with reverence and do it with gratitude. (laughs) So that's my spiel. Thank you for making it this whole way. Thank you for going on this journey. Um, I love you. I see you, I hear you, I know you, I love you, I sit, I listen, I am known. My prayer for you, wherever you are, is that you feel peace and bliss with the majesty and magic of your existence in this beautiful day. Thank you for existing. Thank you for listening. It's an honor to share this with you. 
this tender piece of my story in my heart. I hope that it inspires something within you in just right way. Thank you for listening. Please um, share this with your friends if it resonated and um, feel free to leave me a positive review. <laughs> Let's blow this podcast up in a new paradigm and a new, yeah, a new container of light, light legacy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will talk to you soon. Please stay in touch. Okay. I love you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you.